welcome to episode 25 of the Monster Squad with your host, Becky, Jen, and Abby. (laughs) (laughs) We're us real, down to earth, and sometimes raunchy moms talk about our lives. So get ready to reach into your inner monster and take this journey with us. Welcome back, Jen, Abby, fellow listeners. Today's episode is our listener stories that we've received via email or otherwise. We always pick them at random. It's like a roulette thing. Um, I guess, if anything, Abby is the controller of that and goes into the email and just click, click, boom. That's a saliva song, I believe. Metal, okay. <laughs> metal head. I don't have a heavy metal button. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get us started with our first listener story. And it is from Alyssa right here in the state of South Carolina. Hi, Alyssa. Hi. Alyssa says, when I started breastfeeding with my firstborn, my milk came in with a bang and I did not expect it. I was sitting in the hospital bed for days after he was born, preparing to pump when my husband came in and sat in front of me with lunch. I started to self-express, which I do every time before I pump, and at first, I don't even get a drop. So I think, hmm, maybe I'm not using enough pressure. Then I used more pressure and milk squirted out in four different directions, (laughs) at least three feet and right in my husband's eye. (laughs) I'm dying laughing, but freaking out, too, because now it's like the floodgates have opened and milk is leaking everywhere. What's more, my poor husband is in the bathroom freaking out because he doesn't know if breast milk is bad for your (laughs) eyes and if he will be okay. I called the nurse in and she started laughing, but assured my husband breast milk would not hurt his eye. It was an interesting experience for sure. (laughs) That's hysterical. Um... I don't recall if I had stated anything about my breastfeeding moment. I think um, for me was when I was trying to pump. I had electric and a hand pump. Mm -hmm. And there was one night I was using the hand pump sitting in bed with John. And he was lying down. And I was, instead of lying down next to him or sitting up side by side, I was kind of backwards in the bed. So I was facing him sitting up like Indian style and my hand was getting sore. And I don't know if any of you moms out there um, have had a numbness issue in your hands when you've been pregnant, but it was extreme for me. Um, I did end up having carpal tunnel surgeries all these years later, Um, but it really started with being pregnant. And apparently that is a a symptom that, can happen. So my hand was like really numb. I couldn't feel what I was doing. (laughs) And I asked my husband if he would go ahead and assist. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know what he thinks going on here, but (laughs) he was pumping so fast. I thought literally I was going to get a breast reduction that way because it was, I mean, I wish I, again, we were recording, but he was, I'm like, okay, never mind. I'll, I'll deal. (laughs) But, uh, nothing squirted. Well, he probably thought the faster you go, the faster you go. The more you get, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think my worst moment was just, um, 
waking up in the morning if I didn't wear you were so a nursing bra. And then, like leaking. Yeah. I'd wake up and there would just be streams down the front of my shirt and all that. Another thing with that, because I breastfed until Riker turned seven months, and that's when I made the switch over. So like the first. I want to say month it was like that like your breast feels so engorged like you feel like you have to pump and like if like you're a little delayed it will start leaking but like after you get out that hump your breast feels totally normal you still produce a lot but yeah. they just feel normal after that uh, yeah I remember one day um within a few weeks after I had had yeah. Brayden they were so extremely sore and we had forgotten to bring anything to help me um express mm-hmm. if you will and we literally had been out and about all day, which I shouldn't have been because I was told, you know, to stay home after having a, a C-section and with complications. And of course, again, Becky doesn't listen. Yeah. She defies authority. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they were, I mean, so sore. Like, I didn't even need to touch them to know how extremely sore they were. But, um I'm going a little bit above and beyond. I tried to get John to taste the breast milk. <laughs> he refused. Oh, he didn't want to taste it? No. Every guy tasted it. It's just sweet. Well, apparently he didn't. And if he did, he did it with his first son and it didn't taste sweet. It tasted sour like her. <laughs> I, did I say that out loud? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my. Well, Alyssa, that is definitely a story for a lifetime, uh, both for your friends, family, us momsters here in the squad. <laughs> and um, I put that one in the baby book. Um, but maybe, you know, when they have a baby of their own, maybe maybe start those. That would be a different journal you could keep. Your mom stories for your child once they give you a grandchild. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never thought of that before. TM, TM. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa from South Carolina, thanks for writing in. And I hope that you'll continue to listen. And I hope that you like the way that we uh, did your story. Jen, I'm sorry. Did you have anything to add to that? No. No. <laughs> I didn't have breast milk, so. Right. Oh, and yeah. I do remember we you having stated that. that. Not right. even a drip? Never. Nope. Answer's no. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Alyssa. We'll move on with our second mom story of the day. All right. So I, Abby, will go. Um, This comes from Claudia. Didn't give where she's from, but hi, Claudia. Hi, Hi, Claudia. Claudia. All right. Once my kids were moving so slow for school and we were running late. Uh, We all know where that is. (laughs) Oh, boy. We all feel that. (laughs) Every freaking day. I tell my boys to go outside and get in the car. I was inside doing my daughter's hair. I finished and told her to go outside and get in the car. I was inside maybe another five minutes, literally ran outside, got in the car, and took off. As soon as I got in the car, I began yelling at my kids. A good 30 seconds go by, um, and then in quotation, 30 seconds is actually a lot, LOL. (laughs) And then (laughs) my seven-year-old son yells out mommy gianna (laughs) is not in the car i'm like what i look back and see she's not there i hit a u-turn so fast (laughs) and see my daughter outside 
by my husband's car, crying her eyes out because I left her alone outside. I felt like shit and felt so bad. I asked what happened, and she said she stopped to put lip gloss and, I guess, put lip gloss on and was looking at herself in her dad's car mirror. My daughter was four years old at the moment. I was going to ask. So I so I freaked out extra hard. I always check and make sure they are all in the car. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Being a mom, whether it's one yeah, or a you're ton. like, go, 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 go. And, I mean, I've never forgotten a child or something like that. But there's times, like, when I first um, had Riker, we went to the beach. I forgot his milk at home. Oh, right. So I had to breastfeed him right there on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, it is what it is. Um, I feel like I actually have done this to Gianna. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a Gianna thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I Wasn't definitely Wasn't Gianna done the seven-year-old? No. No, because she Gianna's had a, the four-year-old yeah. that okay. she left. Gotcha, okay. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did it to Gianna, trying to get out of the house and not realizing that her ass never even went outside. And, yeah, locked the door. Ah, I noticed because I got no it was Logan (laughs) (laughs) it was Logan and I got down up the road turned and I was like because he's always the one making noise and I turned around and he was not in the car I locked him in the house because he decided to hide because he didn't want to go oh boy he's probably yes mission accomplished (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah I haven't left Braden anywhere um accidentally Maybe on purpose. <laughs> You're like, please take her. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so this isn't so much a car story as it is a lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have the pleasure of going to Disney World when Brayden um, was five. That was her gift from Grammy and Grampy. And we were fortunate enough that it included us. And, um, you know, we, we teach stranger danger and we, especially at that age, you're, you're more hands-on and keeping those children closer by, you get a little looser, uh, you know, the older they get because they are a little bit more independent and not once, but twice we could see her, but she couldn't see us. And she thought she was lost and you could just see the fright in her eyes. So I can imagine how Gianna, uh, Claudia's daughter, was feeling in the driveway. Yeah. I mean, in that case, at least she had the, in my opinion, the um, safety of being in her own area. Yeah, whereas, and knew not to move or go anywhere. Right, and, and you know, Brayden was, like, frozen, like, <gasps> you know, where did my parents go? And, and we, again, the grandparents were with us, too, and we could all see her, and it was like, okay, see what happens when you don't pay attention? Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it sounds like Claudia maybe wasn't paying attention <laughs> and it happens yeah. like there's no, there's no, um, disrespect there because. Well, I can, I can, and Abby too can, uh, relate. relate. Yes, thank you. <laughs> relate because, you know, we have multiple children. Right. So when you're trying to, when you're running late and trying to get everybody out the freaking door your brain doesn't work right. Yeah. I mean, my brain doesn't work right on a regular. Uh, Mom brain. (laughs) Well, I jokingly one time with my mom, she was here visiting, and we had left Brayden with John. 
and we <laughs> and my mother fell for it but you know i mean she has mom brain too even though i'm an only child and i'm grown and we got to our first location and we're like halfway through the parking lot to the door of the store I said, oh, my God, I forgot Brayden in the car. And she you asked. <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> and she turned around. It was a very quick moment of, <gasps> you. Which, well, no, my mother wouldn't. She would not say that. No. Well, maybe now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess lesson learned, um, hopefully more so for the four-year-old, when mom says, get in the car, get in the freaking car yep. many times i gotta repeat myself oh i'm so sick of repeating the same thing every day yeah story of my life Where, I, yeah story of a mom's life yeah for sure all right so i'll read the next story jennifer okay this <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i said all that. it's because i herself. said my name but i was like yeah go <laughs> So this next story is from Jenna. Jenna. Oh, see, you weren't far <laughs> off. And she is from North Carolina. Hi, Jenna. Hey. My son was born late evening after a 12-hour labor. I couldn't believe how cute he was. So I was up until 3 a.m. just staring at him. That night at 3.30, a nurse walked in to take him for his first bath, and we had a full conversation while I was completely asleep. At four, I'm up and can't find my baby. No recollection of our conversation at all. I go running to the nurse's station saying, where's my baby? I lost my baby. The nurse comes around the corner with him and apologized, saying our conversation seemed so normal that she had no idea I was asleep. There, there he was, all clean and thankfully still ready to give me some sleep. <laughs> yeah, the sleep deprived moments. Um, I can, especially after delivering. Mm, yeah, I definitely have a story for that one. Uh, don't recall if I ever stated it on the podcast, but you know it's worth repeating. If you didn't go well, <laughs> sure, it's worth repeating. Why not? You're probably going to get a lot of that as we carry on. And the older we get, yeah, the, the mom brain. <laughs> we'll start all over again with episode one. Oh wait, did we do that? Uh, so when I was in the hospital with Brayden, I didn't go through labor. I had a C-section. And they had to put me out as soon as Braden came into the world because of, uh, you know, medical issues, uh, problems. I got to look at her and, and they took her away. So it was my husband and my mother were able to be with her in those first few moments. I got to watch her get her bath and, and have everything checked uh, through the nursery window. And... Um, I don't know how much time had lapsed between me being wheeled from the operating room to my uh, maternity room and waking up and being able to see my child. Uh, I believe it was that first night. It could have possibly been the second. I was there for four, but I know it was the first or second. I had my baby, Brayden, in my left arm. And John was sleeping in the bed that they have, the chair that folds down into a bed next to me. And apparently the nurse had come in and tried to wake me mm -hmm. on my right side. Um, 
and I was not responsive. But as soon as she had come around to the left side to take Brayden from me, because you aren't supposed to sleep with them yeah. um, like that due to, you know, suffocation or what is it? What is that called? Like SIDS or, or yeah, something? Yeah, which a lot of times can be caused by suffocation, suffocation. from a parent falling asleep with them and, and being so out of it. So the nurse comes around to the left side of my hospital bed and proceeds to try and remove Brayden from my arms and... I swing when I'm asleep. If you, I think you just swing when you're startled. Uh, well, and I did, and I came across with a right hook and like tightened down on Brayden, but I somehow I knew enough that I was holding my baby, so I wasn't harming her. No, you're just like holding her. In right. Place. And um, the, <laughs> I remember like, the nurse's face backed up. She's like, I tried to wake you without disturbing you. I was afraid that might happen. And like, oh, I give off that vibe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, I also have been a talker in my sleep for many years. I don't know that I do it so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can totally um, see how she had a full-fledged normal conversation and then no recollection of it whatsoever. And, you know, now it's a funny story-ish. Um, but at the time, it can be very scary, especially... Did she say that was her firstborn as well? Or didn't mention it? Um, but I can see that that could be very scary. Although you are in the hospital, if your baby isn't in there with you, you know, you would assume that you the nurses... You would assume, but, you know, you've seen those yeah. cases where, I mean, it's not prevalent more nowadays oh where but, people have stolen yeah like yeah stolen like there was one i forget what it was called but like this lady came in and she pretended to be a, one nurse. of the nurses and she took she was like helping them on whatever she's like oh, i'm gonna take movie. the baby yeah yeah i'm gonna go take the baby I'm sure for i'm gonna take the baby for her bath and yeah. took the baby and walked right out of the hospital yeah well, damn. And then they didn't find out until she was, like, 15, 16, because the daughter wanted to start to get a job and stuff. She's like, you can't. And then yeah. finally, like, told her why, and then it was, like, this whole court thing. Well, now going off of that, that's one thing I've always wondered. So with technology coming as far as it has, and you can see um, when they do the pictures of what someone may look like um, aged 5 years, 10 years, so on and so forth, I look back at pictures of my daughter as a newborn one month through the first year and so on. And my daughter's facial features, in my opinion, have changed immensely. Um, I think when they're like baby babies, yes. But I think there's a certain age where like their features, their features do come out that where it's like. Like, I look pictures of Mikey, and there's, like, when he's, like, two or three, and I look, and I'm, like, I see him in there. Like, yeah, it looks yeah. more babyish. Right. Um, but I do see him Jacqueline in there. Jacqueline has that dimple. The yeah. The one dimple. Mm-hmm. It's her telltale. But and I feel like as a mother, like, if, say, I was, say, if God forbid something like that happened, and say one day you're out and you pass by a child, I feel like you would, like, wow, that that's Sense. like my child or something did, you know did you see uh the local news just posted a story a woman she's a 51 year old woman she's been missing for like i think it was like like 40 years or or maybe she was older and she was missing for 51 years just got reunited with her family wow that is just crazy 
But I, I just, I don't see in some cases where an infant, say, right from the hospital, excuse me, or honestly, even age two, because you've posted some pictures, some memories of Mikey where I'm like, that. You don't that, recognize, exactly. but I do. That's okay. why I said yep, from a right. mother, yes. I feel like you would recognize I just, child. I, I don't, it's, it's like, I don't know. I personally feel it would be next to impossible to figure out where is my kid when, you know, now I think at age, you know, seven and eight or even five for that matter, like, okay. I think I know what their characteristics and features are well, going to look I mean, like. So there's certain, like, just there's certain things about them that don't necessarily change so much, like their eye color, stuff like that, that you can tell. Like, you can look at Brayden's eyes. Like, if there was a lineup of eyes, just eyes, you would be able to tell what eyes were Brayden. I think so. But her eyes took almost two years to actually turn brown she had bright blue eyes when she was born and then they were this grayish and i remember um people that we used to know that uh john had met through the job he was working at um we hung out with them a few times and uh, the wife and i had gotten speaking and she's like your your daughter's eyes are just so weird like it's what color are they? It was just bizarre. I have this one picture of Brayden, especially. I should I should actually bring you guys over to the house and then maybe even post them for the viewers. Mm-hmm. I have a, uh, what is that, a collage frame up in my bedroom of a lot of moments of Brayden within her first year. And, you know, I let's take a poll. What do you think? Could I recognize my child from then to now? I don't know. Nobody will know, and hopefully I'll never have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do get how you could be scared. There's lots of Lifetime yeah. movies the, about that. That's the thing. There's also people whose eyes change color, like my eyes change color. Yeah, mine change color. Depending too. on Depend my mood or the wear. weather. Mine depend on what I wear. So if I wear something blue, my eyes are more likely to be bluer. And then if I wear, like, gray or dark colors, my eyes will actually be gray. Yeah, and I am between brown, green, gray, and sometimes yellowish. Yeah, mine is like brown, like chestnut, and then it will be like green, and then it will be mixed together. So Mine are mainly green. Summer's eyes are green, but if you look at her eyes really closely, she has distinct markings in her eyes, and they actually almost look like cat eyes. Yeah, I've noticed that about Summer. Her eyes are actually very interesting. Um, Does she have like perfect vision? No, <laughs> no there is a thing where, um, I forget what it's called, but, like, it's a certain thing with your pupils, um, where it's, like, you said it's more cat eye, um, but there's, one like, rare cases where people's pupils, it looks like, um, like, staggered markings or whatever around it. Like, I don't well, know how to describe it. Well, hers is like that, but she and does it, not it have mean, perfect vision. Uh, it means, like, their eyesight's really good. Yeah. <laughs> she wears glasses. Well, she's supposed to wear glasses. She doesn't. Well. But that's what I'm talking about. All right, Becky. Well, Jenna from North Carolina, thanks again for taking the time to write in. Um, titled, Where's My Baby? <laughs> and I will continue on with our fourth story of the episode. And this is from Anonymous. Anonymous. 
Jennifer says, anonymous. It states, when my daughter was only four months old, she fell off the bed. She could not crawl yet, but move around a little, and we have a safety rail on the bed. I got up and about two feet away from the bed to grab new underwear for the day when I heard a boom and turned around. My daughter somehow got around the safety rail where the pillows are and fell down on my nightstand. Oh, I can feel my stomach churn just because I've got things to go with that too. Me too. <laughs> she, yeah, I'm sure we all <laughs> we do. We all do. Uh, it continues to say I was so scared and felt miserable. Mm-hmm. I concur. I instantly called my mom to tell her what happened, and she assured me it's okay, which was a huge relief. Yeah. And yes, it is okay. Things happen. Um, some of us freak out more than others, depending on the situation, whether or not you're a new mom or a seasoned mom, as Jennifer and Abby is becoming. <laughs> <laughs> Would one of you care to uh, comment? Yeah, well, I... Rikers dropped from the bed twice. Well, with me and once with AJ. So three times in total, and I feel so bad about it. But the first time, I, like, fell asleep with him in my arms, and this was, like, I want to say he was, like, three months old, maybe four months, and he fell asleep in my arms, and it was just, like, one of those moments where I, like, dozed off, and then the next minute, I, like heard a boom and heard him instantly crying and then I snapped up and I like looked and I'm like where is he and I looked over and I picked him up and that was like my first moment where like I was upset and I like cried because I felt so guilty and I'm like I'm so sorry um (laughs) and then the second time is was he was learned like his started rolling around whatever and I had him on the bed and I was I think folding clothes or something and not noticing and he just plooped right off and I'm like oh my god I'm like not again and then the last time because I give shit to AJ even though we're two and one for it but because I was well, keeping score <laughs> but um he was playing his game in the bed and we had Riker there and I got up and I said I think I was like going to make dinner or check on the dinner or whatever and I said watch him <laughs> that was my statement so i'm out yes i was dinner because i was out i was getting dinner out and i said it um and ava was sitting there eating or i started to get the kids to the table the next thing i hear boom and cry and then ava goes did daddy drop the baby and i'm like god so i go in there and i see aj holding him and i'm like i told you to watch him <laughs> It's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I didn't realize how fast he was going to go. I was like, yeah. I think us as moms. But every time too, he was fine. <laughs> we're, we're almost, I know I am, um, a control freak. Yes. As far as the mother ruling over the father. <laughs> and so if we do it, you know, <laughs> but if they do it, holy hell, all <laughs> hell breaks loose. Jen, how about, oh, well, wait a minute, Abby, what about any stories with Mikey? No, I never dropped him. <laughs> That's why he's so smart. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Poor Riker. I know, I didn't give him yeah. a fighting chance. <laughs> <laughs> I guess time will tell. <laughs> TikTok. Uh-huh. 
I'm pretty sure all four of my kids have fallen. Logan actually fell down a flight of stairs at nine months old. Oh, my God. Um, because he was walking yeah. by nine months old. And he, wow. Yeah, That's scary. <laughs> and we had taken the gate down because we were moving furniture. And we had, like, two gates. And the one gate was still up, but we moved the other gate so we could get through the hallway mm-hmm. and everything. And we were moving furniture in or something and we told Gianna, she was like seven, (laughs) that like, just keep an eye on your brother, make sure he doesn't go near the stairs. And, and then five, she's only five years older than Logan. Oh, so she was, no, she was six because he was turning one. Got it. So, um, (laughs) all of a sudden we hear boom, 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 boom. And then him screaming, <laughs> and my sister lived downstairs at the time, so he, like, slammed into the door, and she opened the door and picked him up, and then I, I don't even think I stepped on the stairs. Like, I flew down yeah. the stairs. You had that magic flying powder my daughter wants for Christmas. <laughs> Um, Got to be careful with that because she gonna try. She gonna try to jump off of something. She watched right. something on TV the other day, and whatever it was, the kid or the cartoon character was using cardboard and flying. And she's like, <laughs> she goes, "Mom, you got any cardboard?" I said, "Brayden, you cannot believe remi- everything you see." To derail, uh, this reminds me of a story my dad told about when he was a child. That after watching Mary Poppins or whatever, he... he tried with an umbrella? Yes, he had this two-story window with, with an umbrella. It never very well. I jumped off the top of a picnic table and not a two-story window. But it still didn't work. Oh, God. And Jacqueline, I mean, she really... I don't think she ever fell off the bed, but she, when she was four decided she was going to run and jump into the chair and the chair rocked and rocked her out and she broke her collarbone. (laughs) What about the other two, Gianna or Summer? Summer definitely fell off the bed. (laughs) That's what's wrong with her. Hi, Summer. Hi, Summer. Oh, Summer says hi, everybody. Um, And uh, And she doesn't just mean Abby and Becky. She means you listeners, too. Yeah, she says hi to all the listeners. Um, and Gianna, I think, fell off the bed, like, once when she was, like, an infant, infant, like, that time where she was, it, it might even been her first time rolling over. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, unfortunately, I got a few, <laughs> more than three, <laughs> of Brayden <laughs> falling, and, um, yeah, so, she never fell out of her bed. It was always other things. I think the first time that I remember her taking a fall, she was in the walking phase and she had a passy in her mouth and I was standing at the kitchen counter doing dishes, talking with someone on the phone, but I had them on speaker and Brayden went, you know, running like a toddler does into our bedroom, which was like a straight shot from the kitchen and face first. And of course I immediately ran that, that was my first moment of terror. Oh, no, maybe not. I, I might have to go backwards because another story just popped in my head. <laughs> actually, but, when you were talking, I, I remember Jacqueline actually fell out of her crib. She learned to climb out, and the first time she actually tried it, she fell out. Of yeah, I just had AJ recently lower the crib because Riker starts to sit up now on his own, and I'm like, he should just take that one moment to reach up and pull up, and then... Yeah, and up and over he goes... Yeah, so Brayden, um, 
I don't know if it was the passy or her teeth growing in or whatever, but there was just blood pouring out of her mouth. And I hung up on whoever the hell I was talking to, called my husband. He came rushing home and I'm just, I'm shaking and crying hysterically. I was in an, I'm, oh my God, I'm such a horrible mom. I wasn't, you know, why was I doing dishes? Why was I talking on the phone? So that was one. Another I remember was actually sooner. <laughs> this is bad. She was five months old. I believe um, I had just gotten a new job um, and <laughs> I had to start that day. It was my first day to start there. And John and I had gone out with Brayden, of course, and done some shopping prior to me departing <laughs> for work. When we came home, Brayden is in the car seat, which we sat on the oh. kitchen table. <laughs> I know the story. And, uh, we went out and grabbed some more bags and we came in and I noticed that the car seat was moved closer to the edge of the table, which would drop to the floor. And when I set her there, I had pushed her back in the exact middle of the table against the wall. So I just pushed her back again. I didn't think anything of it. So we stepped back outside and we're standing on the porch, just chitter chattering while Brayden's in her car seat and we hear bang. And we run inside, and that child is on the floor, upside down, strapped in her car seat like a freaking turtle. And uh, fortunately, she didn't appear to be injured. There was no blood. Her face was a little red from hanging upside down for a minute. <laughs> um, so there was that. And, of course, another horrible moment. I'm shaking, and, you know, John's like, you got to calm down. Then there was, oh, my, I have so That's many. That's supposed to put the handle back so it stops it from rocking. I did. It, it, it was back, but I guess maybe not back far enough. enough. I don't know, but she she went. and She was probably rocking herself. Yeah, she was, yeah. exactly. And I no longer ever set the... And the only reason why she went, I put her on the table, was to keep her away from the dog looking the hell out of her face. Um, so I also have a stair story. We were at Grammy and Grampy's in New York, and we stay upstairs in one of the spare bedrooms. And I'll tell you, first and foremost, I've taken a fall down those stairs. They're carpeted. And for some reason, they're slick as hell. I think everybody, including my parents, that have ever stayed there have whoop, and gone down those stairs. And there's also a door at the bottom. Right. <laughs> um, there's a door at the bottom. I know when I went down, I went down like I was on a ski slope or, or like a water slide, Abby. And my feet were first and I just whoosh, straight shot and my both my feet slammed in the door. Maybe that's uh, part of my knee problems. Probably. Too. Well, I had Brayden. It's like you ain't growing no more. <laughs> I was an adult when that happened. It was pre-Brayden, but definitely had already reached my height of five foot nothing. Um, but I had Brayden there with me, and we did have a gate up. But I was running up real quick. I had her in my arms. We are getting ready to go out to the pool. And not only the stairs but my mother has the, both sides of the stairs like lined with different statues or knickknacks and at the bottom sometimes that's where she'll like put gifts that she's preparing to give to somebody for an anniversary or whatever so that they're there for a quick grab on the way out the door but not in the way of things well one of them was a champagne bottle at the bottom of the stairs and all of a sudden i turn around apparently Braden was already in mid-flight and i hear boom at the bottom like i didn't even hear her hit a step and she, man, she was at the bottom and her eye right below her eye slammed on top of that. She 
champagne bottle. So she had a big old bruise. It didn't bleed, but it like scabbed up enough, yeah. if you know what I mean. <sighs> and I, I, I'm pretty sure there's more, but I'll just stop there. That could so, be why. My... Moral of the story: Just wrap your child up in bubble wrap. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty freaking much. Well, well, actually, here's one. Um, this isn't. This isn't even falling. Did I tell the story about her and the fence when we took her to her very first? Uh, Mm-hmm. Did I tell it on air? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah she sure. she went 100 miles an hour into this metal fence and flung about four feet backwards. God. She got hit with a door at the daycare. It flung her backwards, knocked her headband off of her head, and gashed her eye on that one. So, listen, Miss Anonymous, four-month-old daughter, it it isn't whatever your mom told you. It's it is it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It it freaks us out. Um. But it is okay. <laughs> you will be fine. Thank you for writing in. Clearly, we had plenty to uh, add to your <laughs> yeah. story for sure. And I think all listeners, I mean, our kids are going to yeah. fall. They're going to fall. Brayden, when she first climbed. I think it's the first one that really gives you the big. Yeah. yeah. And mine, well, and I can't remember now if it was the car seat or the passy. It had to have been the car seat because she was walking with the passy one. Yeah. But, um,. When she did start crawling out of her crib and or her pack and play, if she fell, I don't know about it because she didn't cry and she just all of a sudden showed up in in the window the one time. We'd gotten home from church, put her in the pack and play, standing outside. Yeah, Mikey would... All of a sudden um, she's in the window. I'm like, what the hell? I I know I put her in there. Yeah, Mikey would escape his saucer. So we put him in that and then he would just like push himself up, do like a front flip and then just crawl off. And I'm like... Okay, because <laughs> it was one time I was in the kitchen and he was. I turn around there he is. I'm like, what? And then I put him back in and I like peeked around the corner to see what was he doing. And then he did it again. Yeah, and that's what I did too. I put her back in there and then I stood there and waited. And I'm like, all right, well that that safety feature is done. <laughs> now what? Yeah. What do we do now? <laughs> all right. So this next story is from anonymous as well. So, I was at the park with both my kids, with my husband. Uh, I was pushing the oldest on the swing while my youngest was in the sand pit. My husband leaned in and kissed me. And for that one second of a kiss, my son wasn't in the sand pit no more. I literally lost my shit. I searched and searched and I could feel my heart beating hard. I sat down and cried, and when I looked up, my son ran to me with another child's ball. I asked him where he was. He said he was playing with his new friend, in quotation, another child his age. I was so mad at my husband for kissing me that day. (laughs) (laughs) So, yet again, we put more pressure on on our (laughs) husband. Who knew that I was going to get ahead of that story? But, yeah, I can understand, like, that moment, like, if they're playing somewhere and you know they're at that one location, you turn your head for a second, turn back, and they're not there, and you get that instant feeling, like, oh, my God, what just happened? Like, mm-hmm. I took one second off, and immediately That's your all thought... It takes. Yeah, and immediately your thought is somebody took the child. Yeah. yeah. Especially at a park. Yeah, so you're panic mode, but, yeah, I'm glad that he was just playing with another child and decided to run up to you. And, and you know, you want those moments where you're hu- with your husband yeah. where he, you know, takes the opportunity to 
um, randomly, spontaneously kiss you. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, you were probably like, oh, Hi. and then all of a sudden, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Don't you touch me. <laughs> Um, yeah, one of the sayings I think most of us have said to our children, if you can't see me, then I can't see you. Yeah. Is a safety thing. And I know when I take Brayden on walks with me, for instance, she has a tendency to lag behind. And that also goes back to Claudia's story of leaving her in the driveway. I'm constantly, (laughs) come on! And so when we're walking, I'm like, you either need to be by my side or in front of me. Because if you're behind me... I can't see you. I am not going to be able to be as quick to try and fight off somebody if they're grabbing you. Yeah. And you could be gone before I even get a chance to react. Yeah. At least if you're right next to me or in front of me, I have, you know, that vision and peripheral and so on that I can try and protect you. But I'm sure your kids have also, like, in department stores, for instance, will use Walmart as an example. They go under the clothing yeah. racks and, mm-hmm. and whatever. I used to do that as a child, too. Me, too. <laughs> Logan <laughs> thought it was funny because I thought I lost him. He was next to me pretty much the whole time, but I didn't know because he was in the... That was when Walmart had the round clothing racks yeah, that they they still do. The no, like, no, the round ones. Where Walmart does not, Walmart has the T ones now. This is the rep. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about too, and I'll prove your ass wrong when we go to the Okay, yeah, yes. they have round, they <laughs> oh, do have go. round ones. Yes. I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the ones that had the solid tops on them. Oh, yeah, where yeah. Where you couldn't see in the Down middle. below, yeah. So okay, I got he you. He was in it, and I started free, like, I was losing my shit, freaking out. Yeah, he got Aspian. <laughs> he came out and I was like, you motherfucker. Um, how old did that anonymous writer say how old her son was? No. Mm, no. Just, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's old enough, I guess young, but old enough to walk and play with another yeah. child and play ball or whatever. Well, she said, I was pushing, so she was pushing the oldest in the swing and the youngest was in a sand pit, but old enough to walk and play and talk. Right. Grab a squirrel's tail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't get over that. (laughs) Something else. Well, what about you, Abby, with any of the um, AJ's daughters or... Mm, No, I was very adamant, especially with Mikey at a young age, Stranger Danger, but we always called him Mr. Mayor, too, because he would (laughs) He He would stop and talk to anybody about anything, but he also made me, like, nervous, but... I always made sure he was, like, close to me because he would just be like, hey, how you doing? And just strike up a conversation. And I'm like, and I'm, like, introverted until I get to know you. So I'm like, I don't want to talk to these people. But your son has now attracted them in your direction. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, great. <laughs> but no, I haven't had any moments, knock on wood, so far. You know, I have Riker to still go through and the other one coming so we'll see <laughs> yes. story continue <laughs> gender gender reveal episode 26 yeah. coming with abby uh since she said you know the other one <laughs> he she it <laughs> we shall find out well in gender binary oh. <laughs> lord have yeah. mercy where's the mashed potatoes <laughs> <laughs> If you don't get that, you gotta listen back to the episode previous 24. to this one. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so this last story is from Anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> when my son, a little over a year, he ate desitin. This was after he got oh, into that's the... that's butt paste, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was after he got into the baby powder, powder scented Vaseline. I had one of those diaper caddies hanging on the side of the crib. He reached over, grabbed the Vaseline, and lathered himself, his clothes, his sheets, his hair, all with Vaseline. As I walked into At least the it was Vaseline and not poop. <laughs> right. <laughs> As I walked into the room, I wondered why it had this pleasant, delightful baby powder scent lingering from it. When I saw how glistering my child was, I quickly realized why. So in my new mom infinite wisdom, I thought to myself that I'd better lower his crib mattress because he was able to reach over and get into the diaper caddy. But I didn't think to actually move the caddy. <laughs> so that is then how my son got into the desitin. I was so scared he ate some that I called poison control, y'all. Oh. He was okay. He never actually ingested any, but I felt like the worst mom. He's 16 now, so I guess I'm doing something right. <laughs> I mean, he's still alive. Right? <laughs> True. <laughs> Facts. I feel you. <laughs> and that goes back to what we were saying previously before. Things happen, and yeah, we all have our moments where so, we're stressing out. actually, now that I'm, like, thinking, um, I lived in this three-bedroom apartment one time with Summer and Logan's father, and... Logan was, he was, like, still a baby. Like, um, no, he was probably, like, anywhere from six to a year old. Somewhere, mm-hmm. six months to a year old. Somewhere in there. And Summer was, like, two and a half. And I remember she was, Summer was always really quiet. Like, she was a late talker and all that. So she was always really quiet. But she was, like, extra quiet. Not anymore. And, yeah, right. <laughs> now she doesn't shut up. So, <laughs> um... I went into Logan's bedroom and she had desitin all over her from head to like the Vaseline was. That's how she had the desitin. I actually have a picture. I'd have to go back and look for it, but I have a picture of her covered. Which is funny. It's and like, it was what possesses them all to be like, all right, let's everything. rub it all over us. <laughs> and it was all over the furniture in the room and everywhere. Yeah, so. I definitely. Well, that's one that I can't really relate to. I Oh, and she's 15 now, so she, and she's still alive. So. <laughs> I um I did the child locks on the cupboards and so on. Now, of course, my diaper caddy was basically the changing table. It was all like one thing, yeah. and it was across the room from the crib. So, I didn't have that um I think the worst thing for me with Brayden um was number one at her daycare they were playing with silly putty and for some reason this child stretched it completely around her neck and was choking herself out the picture just came up in my memories recently Braden remembers it and will bring it up on her own so that's uh one of two things she ever plastered on her the other was she had gotten into my eyeliner and drew on her face but I never had, you know, you see these videos of flour or, you yeah. know, powder. Yeah, and, yeah I never really had any of those picture. moments with Mikey either. 
Um, I think the only thing is there was one time, I mean, it's not lathering or anything, but there was one time where he was in daycare, and I don't know what possessed him to do this. He, like, put something in his ear, like a pebble or something, and I had to go to the hospital or whatever to get it out. But, yeah. Yeah, that's scary, too. Because it's like, what are you doing? Why? I totally zoned out. When I was younger, I stuck a that. Play-Doh up my nose because I loved the way it smelled. <laughs> I stuck a battery in my nose. <laughs> Did you like the way it smelled? I, I'm not sure. Me and my mom. Both. And I was older. I wasn't a baby. I, I think I was like maybe a tween. And I had a friend over for a sleepover. And we were talking about the, I dare you the, size, stick of, it up. the size of our nostrils. And we were... Double daring who could fit the bigger battery in there. At least it was your nose. <laughs> me, me and my mom brought Gianna to the ER one time because she was mad. So she stuck a brush bristle in her ah. And I thought I saw it and I couldn't get it out. So we brushed her to the hospital. Come to find out there was nothing in there. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, or it fell out in the process. What did you say you put? Who Mikey put a... It was like a small pebble or something. In pebble, okay. Head. So I just had this conversation with Jennifer yesterday, I believe it was. Um, this past weekend, I had taken Brayden to the library. And upon getting to the library parking lot, we were talking about different songs that we you know, wanted to hear. And uh, one of them came up on a lit on my list after what I had played for her that I was like, oh, I, I want to hear this song. Well, for some reason, although my daughter is not like temper tantrum or whatever, she will. It's it's kind of like it's all about her in this. But she doesn't make it prominently known. But mm-hmm. if there's a song on that she doesn't want to hear, she like covers her ears and makes a big spectacle of it. You know, and she does it. She just did it recently with Jennifer. Jennifer took her to gymnastics with Jacqueline. Um, Tuesday, last Friday it was. And it was now the exact day later. Now, I didn't know this happened with Jennifer and Jacqueline. Until yesterday. Until yesterday, which brought me to tell Jennifer the story. We get parked in the damn library parking lot. And I turn around and this child has not one but two pencils. One in each ear. Granted, it was not the points. It was the erasers. But I flipped my freaking script on this child. She's like, what? It wasn't the pointy part. You I'm can like, still damage your You do ears. not stick anything in your ears. Nothing. Nothing. Except for headphones that we <laughs> continually stick in our ears. <laughs> you know? So I, I was like, what if, you know, we got in a car accident? That's bad enough. Yeah. But now you have pencils in there. You damage your eardrum or worse. It goes straight through your brain. Or, I mean... You use your brain, goddammit. Oh, maybe I dropped you on your head one too many times. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I think the cat was like six. <laughs> and I didn't finish. That was the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that um, this last anonymous uh, listener, that their kid is 16 <laughs> and lived through the Desitin poison control call. Um, I haven't had to call, uh, call poison control. And one thing that I wanted to compliment my daughter on still to this day, and we're going to knock on wood again, that she's never gotten into like 
the chemical uh, cupboard underneath the kitchen sink yeah. or the stuff in the bathrooms. And I have always spoken to my child, basically, as I'm speaking to you guys, maybe minus some of the foul language until recently, maybe. <laughs> um, and have always, you know, when I was teaching her words, owl, who, you know, um, purple, which my mother taught her and how to count to 10. But anyway, um, you know, chemicals, bad, don't know, don't touch. Mm-hmm. Or my breakables within the house, that kind of thing. So I've never really had a problem with her getting into something that she shouldn't, that can be harmful. Um, I had to call poison control on myself. What? <laughs> and it was recently. Okay. Like, like maybe a year or two ago. I had a really bad migraine, and I thought the aspirin was 200 milligrams, and they were, uh, they were 500 milligrams, and I took more than I normally would take. Uh-huh. I think I took, like, three or four, so, like, 1,500 milligrams to a 2,000 milligrams. For me, I don't take I know, milligrams. I know. So, I just shrugged at Jennifer, like... <laughs> She's like, so? <laughs> Popping it, like, tic tac <laughs> And, I, and you're in pain, god damn it, and they don't give you the good but stuff. I started, I started feeling somewhere. really nauseous and everything, and yeah. that's when I realized that they were more, so I called poison control to make sure I didn't need to go get my they stomach were like, pumped or something. They were, they were like, you'll be fine. <laughs> Which is what I just gestured with my body language. <laughs> well, you know, I really enjoy our listener stories, and I hope that you'll all continue to listen and continue to write in because clearly we're able to relate and it sounds as though we're relatable to you because you are writing into us and we can't thank you enough for that uh for those of you that didn't get your stories read this time you know you're you're in a roulette wheel and um (laughs) maybe you'll win the lottery on episode 30 who knows (laughs) all right well thank you to all the listeners that wrote in so far, um, as Becky said, just continue. We love hearing these stories and we love telling them and relating to them as well. You can follow our social media pages. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, The Momster Squad, or at Momster Squad. On Instagram and TikTok, you can find us on the underscore Momster underscore squad. And then any mom stories or topics that you would like us to talk about, you can always email us at themomstersquad at outlook.com. In the title, put in topic or mom story, and then let us know if you would like us to use your name, where you're from, and if you would like to remain anonymous and anonymous. And please listen to episode 26 <laughs> to hear, drumroll please, gender reveal of... Abby's bun in the oven. (laughs) Other than that, thank you for listening to The The Monster Monster Squad. Squad.